We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. Episode 62. I remember now because I type it out. I'm Morgan. You're probably going to hear from Austin shortly. How the fuck is it going, buddy? Hey, it's going pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, getting older this week, so that's cool. Um, I forgot it's your big day coming up. Yep, yep, it is tomorrow. So if you're listening, it's the 27th. I'm an old man. I'm turning 27 on the 27th. Okay, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's known as your champagne birthday, right? So if the age... If, if the age matches up with the day, then that's your champagne birthday, and you're supposed to drink champagne. So that's what I'm going to do. So when I turned nine on September 9th, I should drink champagne, is what you're telling me? That's exactly what I'm telling you, yes. Mm, well, my parents let me down. I didn't start doing that till I was 10. God damn it. Yeah, they, they really did let you down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Well, nothing really. Um, okay, that's got, cool. That's cool. I got dodgeball that's starting tomorrow. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. See if I die or not, um, because we have to wear a mask while playing the actual sport. So that's going to be uh, could be interesting. Yeah, that could be interesting. But no, it's been a fairly slow week. Watch some great Friday night football. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but other than that, played some board games on Saturday night like I usually do. Um, trying to unlock a new character, so trying to hustle my way through through that. Um, that's Gloomhaven. Okay. That probably means nothing to most people. Um, sure, sure doesn't. <laughs> but hey, it's fun and it's interesting and it's my first time ever trying anything this type of board game so it's pretty interesting I can tell Austin's getting um, stoned right before he's going to share the plugs with us because I got nothing else to share really well that's good so uh, yeah you're going to follow us at podstone1 uh, that's the main Twitter account. Uh, you can follow me at Fitz Fitzgerald. That's uh, Morgan's favorite Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow the Instagram at TSWGS pod. And I believe Morgan has some plugs as well. Yeah, both uh, Twitter and Twitch um, is Caps from Morgan 2. The two T's. Uh, the double T's. Um, today, I found a new I guess this is one of the things I was kind of up to today I found a new game I came across it well new to me um, according to the game it's nine seasons in so a season for video games is usually about I don't know every two to three months so that gives you about time frame of how long this game has been out anyways 
It's called Virgo, I think. Something like that. It's really good. Um, it's like a uh, survivor type shooting game. Okay. Um, if any PC players out there have played Escape from Turkov, it's very similar to that. Um, that sounds super obscure. <laughs> the reason why I mention it is because I was streaming it today on Caption Morgan 2. And I had reached my new personal record while playing that game for, with a whole three viewers. So, <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Hey, that's better than zero. It's, yeah, it's infinite better than zero. But that's um, yeah, that's what I've been up to today. Actually, I love the game. It, it took most of my time. Um, but you guys probably don't want to hear all that crap anymore. So let's get to some DFL recap where uh slight spoiler alert. I'm really going to have to struggle. I'm really struggling to catch Austin. Let's just say that. Let's just say that uh, I am now officially the CFL insider. Yeah. And I officially still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, we might as well get to the uh, CFL recap. Um, week 8 um, in the 14-game season, we got 16 weeks in total because you got the two buys. Um, apparently, two teams played some football on Wednesday. I... Must have been really bored after work because I watched 90% of the game. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> let me tell you, I did not. No, and I don't blame you because you missed nothing. It was the most boring, dreadful, embarrassing football game I've ever laid eyes on. Yeah, that sounds like an Ottawa Redbox game. Um, it didn't help that it was a monsoon just coming out of the skies. Um, oh, yeah, that's what it's been like here. Just side note. Fair enough. Well, it was like that in Ottawa, and Hamilton ended up beating Ottawa 21-7. to 24. Um, What's that, sorry? I believe it was 24 or 7. Oh, well, I have it typed out as 21 to 7. So while I'm going through this, Austin's going to have to. Uh, I have a confirm. screenshot of the CFL on Sportsnet. So. Okay, well, there he confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I put down 20. All right, it was 24 to 7. Yeah, even worse. Um And. Those seven points that Ottawa got was on special teams. They didn't get a single point on offense. Nice. Um, what's his face? Deadman. He ended up returning a uh, punt back for a touchdown. And if Hamilton was playing any other team other than Ottawa, they would have lost this game as well. They only had 10 first downs 
through the Ooh. first three quarters of the game. Ooh. They had 13 in total. Yikes. Um, they got those 10 uh, first downs they got in the first half. They got zero in the third quarter. So, like I said, you shouldn't be winning football games with uh, those type of stats. I'm not a professional or anything like that. No, they're I'm they're lucky. To, they're definitely lucky to come away with the win this week. Yeah, and um, well, here I thought maybe this is why I decided to put um, the twenty-one score instead of the correct twenty-four because I pick well, both me and Austin picked Kai Cats to win. We weren't going to pick Red Blacks. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But Austin said by 10. Reasonably close. I said by 14. If Austin didn't correct me, I would have been absolutely dead on the score. But <laughs> no. He had to be perfect and make sure we're factual. And make I know I'm the worst. I'm <laughs> the worst. Um, but whatever, it doesn't change anything. I still get two points for this pick. Um, before we move on, Austin, do you have anything you want to add to this Hamilton and Ottawa game? Uh, other than I just feel bad for Ottawa fans. Um, I'm sorry if there's any of you listening to this podcast because, boy, are they a bad team and we are not going to be nice to them. Well, there is... I give full props, though, even though there's only, I think, 5,200 fans in attendance to this game. The fact that it was on a Wednesday in a monsoon. (laughs) Right. Just the fact that there's those 5,000 fans sitting there. I mean, I'd be at a Ryder game in a monsoon and there would be 30,000 of us. That's true. That's the point. But (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just really, I just want the fans to start showing up in the East. Um, we need them just as much as we need the ones in the West. But speaking of more East, they had, um, I just saw a list of uh, attendance. So now it's on my brain. The Montreal versus Toronto game in Toronto, they only had, 2,000 more fans than Ottawa did. They had just over 7,000. Um, although those fans got to watch a winning effort, um, it was a great, great start to the Friday doubleheader. That's true. Toronto, Toronto won 30 to 27. Um, extremely close game. Again, this, again, this game, I watched probably 85% of it. Um, I didn't really watch the middle. I was doing other stuff. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I kind of – it's going to be neat to see because um, McLeod Bethel Thompson, um, some people call him – well, excuse me. Some people call him Macbeth. Nice. Um, yeah, right? He's – in my mind, I've been playing a lot better than Nick Arbuckle. Um, 
who is injured right now. And I love it. Um, we got to isolate too. that and use that as their uh, drop. <laughs> that um, new mic that you're using or whatever you're doing is working out great. I love it. Excellent. Um, where was I at? Yeah, so it's going to be neat to see where they go for quarterbacks once Nick Arbuckle ends up being healthy. It's kind of the same scenario with um, Hamilton because David Wofford has two wins in his first two starts ever in the CFL, but yes, one of them is against Ottawa. Uh, the other one <laughs> was against Calgary. Though. So yeah. that's true. Um, but it's just nice to see that uh, Toronto's actually winning some games. It, I've seen Montreal and I seen Hamilton enough at the top. It's nice to see someone new up there. They only won by three points. Both me and Austin, or sorry, I picked Owls. This is when Austin starts to pull away from me, of course. <laughs> I picked Owls to win by seven. Um, and Austin picked uh, Toronto to win by six. So, before we go further in the game recap, which I do have a couple other things to say, is that Austin got another two points. So Yes, he did. Yeah, if I remember correctly, you were already up by seven at the start of this before we did these picks. So, um, one thing I do want to say is on the sidelines – a familiar face was present, and that was Chris Jones. Um, he's been all over the CFL. He had a stint in the NFL. He's coached. Recently, he coached uh, high school, and now he's back in the CFL with Toronto, which I believe is where it all started. And he's now the defensive consultant is what they're calling him although he's calling the play so he's basically the uh, DC um, so it's just going to be interesting because wherever he's gone in the CFL he's won so it's going to be very interesting to see how Toronto ends up doing and how their defense forms yeah um, I totally agree but even in this um, uh, game, you already, I already saw a huge difference. There's a lot more turnovers. Um, and, yeah. So, moving on to probably the best, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I don't think this is necessarily a biased statement because – the Saskatchewan versus BC game was so good. I scared my poor little cat so many times from cheering so loud. Um, I didn't get any noise complaints from the people that live above me. 
So that's good. So that's all good. Uh, yeah, from what I saw, this was an absolutely excellent game. Um, the Riders, they ended up scoring two touchdowns in under a minute. Um, the last one definitely doesn't matter nearly as much, except for point differential. It matters, could matter a lot if uh, Riders and BC ended up in a tie at the end. Right. Um, however, Riders, they ended up winning 31 to 24. Uh, that's a seven point differential. Um, obviously, both me and Austin picked Saskatchewan to win. I said by 21, I thought they were going to get a lot more points. And I don't know what I was thinking, honestly. Because <laughs> Austin, once again, he went low. He was cracked with 13. He was closer, so that's another two points. But there's, like, this is the first win for the Riders this season where they actually had to come back and win it. Um, And they did just that, and it was amazing to see. I mostly lost for words because it's that good. It was... um, yeah, it it was an excellent game. Uh, they they earned the win for sure. Uh, without a doubt, they won this one. Uh, they earned it rather. Obviously, they won. But yeah, it was, um, there was a stat that I heard where something like thirty or forty percent of Cody Fajardo's wins have been come from behind victories since he started and since he's been a starter in the CFL. Um, hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, I'll take it. It's um, what us Ryder fans are calling right now is a little bit of sprinkle Jesus. And if that pisses some people off, then so be it. Um, but okay. yeah, the extra, the extra touchdown that I mentioned that didn't really matter as much like there's only two seconds left on the clock the riders went for a pooch kick and bc ended up fumbling it and riders scoop and score so that's where the extra points was back and forth bc was up for majority of the game it was a late game so but i had no problem staying up for this one that's for sure of course um, but moving right along, um, actually, no, sorry. Um, I had completely forgot. I just realized to do, to, do to do the tally, but since I remember what it was last time, I'm going to do it quick right now live. So you guys are going to hear it. So that's, uh, some quick math. So Austin is at... 31, and I believe I am at 22. So that's where we're at for... Nine-point gap, hey? Yeah. Did I mention I don't like you? 
and yet you come back every week. Yeah. No one else will take my phone call. (laughs) Well, you know. Um, So, I'm not intentionally trying to start this weird little theme I have going on this podcast for the last couple episodes. And that's the fact that players keep getting suspended for using bad words, whatever they're for offending their doping officials. Um, there was a BC player that was sus- suspended one game, just like AC Leonard. Um, we normally don't, or I don't care about talking about the fines and any of the suspensions, unless if they're kind of out of the ordinary where you don't, I've never seen this happen before, and now it's happened twice back to back. Right. Um. So I'm kind of wondering if these players, like AC Leonard and the players, player from BC Lions, Gary Peters, um, if they actually are saying some awful things, or are these doping officials being little too sensitive um what's kind of before i go for further what's coming kind of your your take on this so far um i mean it's hard to say right because we don't know we don't have nearly enough information yeah that's definitely true we definitely and we never will know but one thing i do know is um obviously they said Something, because obviously, if you're if you're not going, if you're going in, just be like, "Oh, how are you? How's it going? How's your day?" They're not going to say shit. So yeah. obviously, they said something. If it's yeah. if it's crossing a line a little bit, or so far cross the line that the lines a dot, um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. The fact is, these players are professionals. The doping officials are professionals, and just don't be stupid. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's really that simple. Um, I get it. Your adrenaline's probably going, and sure, the last thing you probably want to do is piss in a cup. But that's your job. That's it is the job. Um, was part of your job, and there's so many jobs in the world <laughs> that forces you to do this. So many drug or there's drug tests all the time and so many occupations. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if these players are caught by like surprise or what or what the hell is yeah, going on. So weird. It's just, and I've never heard of any players getting suspended for this in the past. So, yeah, me neither. But we may also may not have been paying enough attention. I don't know. That definitely could be true. But something I usually pay somewhat attention to is the games that are happening week to week in the CFL. So we might as well get to our week nine picks. Um, last week, I tried to 
piggy bake, piggy bake, piggy back. Yep, piggy I bake. Classic. Lead. I can't speak right now, guys. You okay? got this, buddy. I try to follow Austin's lead, um, and make him go first every single time with the picks. And I still won. And you still beat me. So this time we're going to go back to normal, and I'm going to go first because I feel like picking the weird. Last week we had a Wednesday game. This week we have a Tuesday game, which is just wrong. Which is strange. Um, and this we're not even in the when the Elks have to make up that game against Argonauts. Um, right. when they play three or three games in seven days, so I'm sure there's going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday game that point I can't remember but right now we got the two and four Elks versus the amazing one and five Red Blacks Um, I had I'm maybe maybe I'm wrong but I had already put down what I think Austin's pick is going to be in this one. So, but I did say I'm going to uh, go first and I believe we're going to have the exact same pick. So I'm going to go with the Elks are going to beat the Red Blacks. Um, Even though the Red Blacks, their one win this season was against Elks and maybe this will be the second win. (laughs) Um, I'm still sticking with Elks. It's going to be by 14. It's going to be a little bit of a spread there. What do you got, Austin? I have you down for Elks. Am I a liar? Well, I, you're definitely right with the Elks. Okay, thank God. I don't want to be a liar. Yeah, well, nobody wants that. So, <laughs> obviously, the Elks are going to win this one. Uh it's not going to be super close. The score won't be ridiculous, but the Elks are going to win it by 10. By 10. So you're going to think it's a little closer than what I predict. Well, I hope I'm right because I really have to catch you. Well, it's not going to happen. So we got the... <laughs> I'm trying my... <clears throat> Sorry. I'm trying my best here. I. But now we got the 6-1... and one. Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus the four and three BC Lions. Austin, what do you got? Well, remember that time you said you don't like hate me, or you do hate me, you don't like me? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, Blue Bombers are going to win. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they're they're gonna win this one by fourteen. So you want to piggyback off of my score that I said for the previous game? I see how it is. I mean, yeah. Well, Winnipeg will probably win this game. You are going to most likely get a point for that. But 
I'm going to pick BC. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How many times are you going to bet against the Blue Bombers and they're going to screw you over? Because if the Riders have any chance of getting first place, then we have to drag BC to second place with us in this instance. So BC is going to win by 10. I'm going to take your score from the last pick. Wow. Yeah, see how you fucking like it. I don't. <laughs> well, we're moving on. Al's versus <laughs> Hamilton. Um, two and four record. Four and three record. I'm going first. Hmm. I, <laughs> this is the problem of doing the picks on... Because we're recording Sunday night, so this is the issue of doing the picks so early in the week. Although, it's that true. one... That one game is happening in a couple of days, so it's not that early. Yeah. But this one, this is the Saturday doubleheader. And I don't know who's going to be in quarterback for Hamilton. So with that, I'm going to pick Al's to win, and they're going to win by seven. Well, you are correct that the Montreal Alouettes are going to beat the Tiger Cats, but it's not going to be that close. Uh, Alouettes are going to wipe the floor with the Tiger Cats. Uh, it's going to be 21 by 21 points. It's going to blow. Oh, I can't speak, guys. Here, water, drinking. You can do this, buddy. You got to just take a drink of water and. Remember that nobody cares. Yeah. And if they do, they should let us know. But at this point, I don't think it's true. Yeah. At this point, we're amazing. But this game that's coming up, I, well, actually, the next three games for the Riders that are coming up is really going to uh, dictate if. Calgary's gonna have any chance in hell of um, making the playoffs, probably. Because Saskatchewan plays Calgary three times in a row Oof. with a with a bye in in the middle of that. So three times in four weeks. But so right now we got the five and two Saskatchewan Rough Riders versus this puts a smile on my face. Team that's last in the West, I do believe that, but they are the two and five Calgary St. Peters. Um, I'm baked. I have no clue. I think I went first last time. So Austin, you agree to go first this time? Well. You're tr- you what you said is correct. Uh, seeing the Sam Peters not doing well, it really does make me happy. Uh, I know that may be mean, but it is what it is. I, uh, I don't, don't care. <laughs> and uh, oh riders, fine. yeah, riders are going to take this one by. What did you say about how much? No, I'm going for anything. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. Well, I might be a little stoned. Uh, so. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Who's going to take this one by 13? Lucky number 13. You got it. Well, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet so we can move along. I started the, with the Tuesday pick saying uh, 14. Saskatchewan is going to win this one. I'm ending it also with 14. So Saskatchewan is going to beat Calgary by 14. So basically Ooh. if it's – yeah, I'm trying to uh, – I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to sneak some points from you here, buddy. <laughs> going to go one or the other there. That's true. That's true. Um, so that, who got that one. Yeah. If I know what score to put down. Well. But we will see. Oh, I love it. Um, so those are our picks. And moving on, when I first set up the agenda, I wasn't expecting to talk any NFL, but I came across some uh, um, sad with a happy ending, excuse me, and some amazing NFL news. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs, um, their head coach after um, Andy Reid, after the loss um, today, he, leave, he left Arrowhead Stadium in an ambulance. Um, he was feeling ill. Uh, none of the players seemed to know that he was feeling ill. Not sure what cause of what's going on. I believe he's 62 or 63 years old. So, oh, wow. He's getting up there in age. So it could be a number of things. I'm just being honest. Yeah, um, he's also a bigger guy. So being a bigger guy and older doesn't uh, doesn't help. No, but on the plus side, it is sounding like he's better. He's doing fine. So whatever it is, seems like it was has passed. Um, that is excellent news. With how quickly it went, and this is just a full on speculation. Um, and this is just based on because it's happened numerous times in my family, is that maybe it was some type of a minor heart attack again. We have no clue, but with just how quickly um, it recovered, you can recover fairly quickly from a heart attack. So yeah, that's, that's my guess. Um, I'm not a doctor at all. Not even close to it, nor do I want to be. Um, Austin, before we move on to, I think you're really excited to talk about this next NFL news. Anything you want to toss out there? That's it. Um, All right. So, Justin Tucker, he's a kicker, a field goal kicker for – Oh, I forget what team, but he was playing against the Ravens. Ravens, thank you. He's playing against Detroit Lions, and he kicked a new NFL 
record winning field goal, but it was a 66-yard field goal. And it barely made it over, but... Oh, barely. Um, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, so... No, it, it, it was... That kick is it is a thing of beauty. He sixty six yards is absolutely incredible, and to win the game with that kick is just that much better. And to top it off, this is the second time that he's kicked over sixty yards, and both times were for a winning field goal, and Damn. both times were against the Detroit Lions. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> And also, the previous record was 64 yards. So, this beats it by a full two yards. And, like, that's kicking behind center field. Like, it's... Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's insane. That's so far. Yeah. Um... Anything you want to add NFL-wise before we move on to something you threw at me last minute for on the baseball side of things? Uh, No, I'm good to move on to the good old fancy world of baseball. Fancy world of baseball. All right, well. You heard me. (laughs) You brought to my attention. um, And so you might as well just take over yeah so we haven't been talking tons about it and that's totally fine because uh frankly there's been a lot of cfl news and a lot of hockey news but um the blue jays have been playing excellently at least on offense and i just kind of wanted to talk about that a bit so i love the fact that vladimir guerrero jr has 46 home runs uh marcus Semyon has 43 uh, Tescar Hernandez, 31. Bo Bichette, 26. Like, that's some solid hitting from the team. Um, there's a possibility that this team, well, not a possibility. Currently, this team has six players with at least 80 RBI, which is ridiculous. Um, they very shortly are going to have four players with over 100 RBI. And they already have two players with hundred over over a hundred RBI. They're just like they are putting up, putting in runs like nobody's business. Yeah, they're definitely making a uh, run for the final wild card spot, or I believe a game and a half behind Yankees right now. Um, yeah, they, uh, which which the Yankees are doing uh, amazing as well, but yeah. I. I really hope that the Blue Jays can keep this up. I believe there's only about a week left. Yeah, a week left of the season before the playoffs start. So, Which is crazy. I feel like that's gone by so fast. Really? I feel like there's a like, – this, this is like two seasons of most other sports. <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. Weird. It's just so much time. Much, yeah, so much baseball. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, like Austin said, go 
Blue fucking Jays. No, I believe it's the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah. they oh, dropped, well, they dropped the fucking in nineteen uh, ninety-eight. Okay, well, I wasn't aware of that. I was only six then, so. Okay, well, get with the times. I was four. I knew that. <laughs> well, you're the insider of everything, so. Yeah, damn right. Don't you forget that. But anyways, moving on. Hockey. (laughs) There's some stuff you want to talk about, I think, on here. Oh, yeah? Do I get to pick? Well, you don't get to pick, but at first you get to talk about Vendor Kane. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, Vendor Kane. uh, This poor guy. I mean, not really. <laughs> no, not uh, poor guy. <laughs> this poor team, uh, poor partner. I don't know. It's there just always seems to be a lot going on with a vendor chain situation. It is a rough situation, and uh, of course, he's denying it, refuting the charges, all that good. Of course, he's going to. But uh, obviously, the Sharks coming out and saying Kane not going to be at camp. Uh, the league, I guess, is saying that they will continue to be in full cooperation. So I uh, I hope they come to uh, come to a finale that's uh, good for everyone that was for everyone that was involved. Sorry, I can't speak either. That's okay. This is a Stoner podcast, and we're definitely making all of that true tonight. But we got that right um, Austin did not mention um, what Vendor Kane apparently did. Um, we did mention that he was going through like these um, gambling, right? Which was found to, not, to be not guilty of, I believe. Yeah, but in doing so when they're investigating all this. Um, these new charges or allegations, I guess, came forward, and I believe is domestic violence is what they're saying so far. So I don't know with how much bad. I know they say no new or no press is bad press or whatever the saying is, but he's I don't know just. Just release it. Just get him off your team. Just well, I mean, it's not quite that simple. Do we have to? I know it's not quite that simple, but yeah. At least they're doing their proper first steps is um, not letting him attend the training camp while this investigation is going going down. But if these allegations do become true, then definitely. Out of the league for sure. Um, that that's oh, my opinion. Hundred percent. Definitely don't need something like this, but I don't really have anything else to say on this player. I don't know if uh, Austin does, but there's a uh, another particular player that Austin might want to uh, might have a thing. Or two to say about so. Yeah, so Jack Eichel has been a story for so long in Buffalo with the surgery that 
well, there's two different surgeries from what I understand, and Buffalo wants him to do one, but he doesn't want to do that one. He wants to do a different one, and they have different uh, recovery times and different this, that, and the other thing. I just, at the end of the day, this is about a player who needs surgery to help to get back to playing, hopefully. And they just need to, I don't know, I'm of the opinion of just let him get the surgery and figure it out. You know, and uh, uh, so he comes into camp and he was placed on the injury reserve because, of, of course, he failed his physical because he was injured. And uh, they also took away his captaincy, which I I kind of understand because we're going to trade the guy. You don't want to trade your captain, although it's kind of obvious what they're doing. But, um, yeah. yeah to to me, it kind of – I was just going to say, to me, it kind of um, screams that they're – Kind of showing their hand almost a little too soon. Cause like you said, that um, they it's kind of the writing's kind of on the wall right now. Where is because players have been injured, like captains have been injured for a long term, multiple times, and they still get to keep their captaincy. Um, oh, yeah, that's not what it's about, it's about him lying out. And him so, gonna be leaving soon, I think. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you really want to um tell the world everything of what you're doing this early before you actually? Yeah, I don't know. Trade rough, the guy. I don't know. It's a rough situation. But they also came over and said that they're not going to name another captain. This season, which, on a little side note, got me thinking of Calgary Flames, if we're talking about captains, also is out without a captain right now. And I have yet to hear anything about on that side either. Right. Well. I thought, just thought I'd throw that in there as a, um, an old captain side note. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's a crazy, crazy situation on what's going on in Buffalo right now. Yeah. But it's just so nice to know that training camp and all that, that stuff is back. And we're hearing some of that type of news more now. And, yeah, it's going to be very interesting and however long the training camp is this year and – I think it's all back to normal, so I can't even remember what it used to be. It's so long ago. It's so long. Um, before we move on to our other thing, do, do you have other any other stuff you want to add there, Mister Austin? That's it. Um. Well, actually, I'll ask you this: Do you have any? maybe guesses of where they might go for it. I know they're going to wait this season, they say, but of who they could possibly pick for a captain on Buffalo or? Uh, on Buffalo, I feel like it's possible uh, maybe a Casey Middlestat or Rasmus Dahlin. 
they just signed Deline to a three-year contract. I think at like five or six million. Um, he's kind of a solid defenseman coming up in that on that team. I could see him being named captain. Um, I guess since I mentioned it on a Calgary side of things, I heard lots of rumors and stuff being thrown towards Matthew Chuck being captain. So um, they've also I, mentioned I see that. Although, well, yeah, I, I could see that. They've also mentioned um, Calgary might just go with the full four alternates at least for this season as well. So right, yeah. But we've been talking players, and we might as well keep the theme going. And we got some more players to talk about. Um, don't have the top ten yet. The it's not out apparently. I thought it would be. But we got 24 to 11 of the top 20 or top 50 players that we started last episode. So if you haven't listened to episode 61 yet, then I suggest go back and listen. Um, Or you might be a little confused or it might not matter to you whatsoever. (laughs) So, Austin, want to get to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So number 24, centerman Mark Shifley. Um, yeah, these are going – I'm sure some of these names um, will start sparking a little bit more of conversation because we're starting to get into the bread and butter of this list here. So That's true. Number 23, Jonathan Huberdo. Yeah, he's he's been solid for sure in Florida. He um he's flourished on that team and Florida is gonna be a team to look out for. Yeah, he's definitely a player that I been noticing a lot more on Florida. Well guys like him and Barkoff and yeah, they got they got some players. Um defensemen. This name I'll have no problem pronouncing. Adam Fox. Adam Fox. Yeah, he's he's definitely a solid uh, young defenseman coming up in this league. I'm very excited to see. I don't know if he should be necessarily this high yet, but we'll see. I think uh, he's got a lot of potential. Um, this is another younger player, centerman Sebastian. Um, how do you say his last name? Owl. Uh, Aho. Aho. He's excellent. He was one of the offer sheets last year or a couple years ago for Montreal. Yeah, that started that whole um Kakinyemi offer sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it was excellent. I remember. Um right wing, Mark Stone, number twenty. Yeah, this one makes sense. He's proved himself to be one of the league's top players both offensively and defensively he's uh third in voting for selkie trophy which is the top forward best in the defensive aspects of the game so definitely excellent player and i think he believes he belongs in the top top 20 um number 19 patrice bergeron 
Senchman. Um, I will say so the uh, the description I just gave is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, they're they're both very good defensive centers, uh, but also know how to score. Patrice Bergeron's been doing it a bit longer, but uh, yeah, both excellent players, both top twenty in this league, a hundred percent. Yeah, those two players you could nineteen and twenty you could probably swap however you want. Like yeah, both Mark Stone, Patrice Bergeron, you could put them wherever. Yeah. Um, number 18, right wing, Mitchell Marner. He's okay. He's all right. Uh, yeah, Mitch Marner has gotten, I, I feel bad for the kid. Honestly, I know he gets paid a lot of money and that's why, but everyone rags on him so hard and he is one of the top point getters in this league. You know, he had 67 points in 55 games last year, which was excellent. Obviously, he didn't have 100 like Connor McDavid, but nobody else had 100 like Connor McDavid because that's insane. <laughs> but Mitchell Marner, like a cheat code. But Mitch Marner is, is so much better than what everybody on Twitter says he is. Um, and obviously, Twitter is a vocal minority, but it's just so frustrating because he is he's, he's an excellent player. He's not, a, he's not the best goal scorer, but he his assist game is excellent, and he does definitely know how to put the puck in the net. Hey, this is your moment to let that frustration let loose because we're talking about players. So, damn right. Um, number seventeen, another player that's uh, he's all right. Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Uh, all right. You mean the best goal scorer of? All time, I or didn't at least say the highest. You know, I didn't say the highest. Fair. But Gretzky scored in a much higher league uh, scoring era. Now, I won't say that Gretzky didn't score way more than everyone else, but so does Ovechkin. He scores so many goals. He continues to score goals. He had twenty four and forty five games last year. Even though he missed eleven uh, with uh, COVID protocol and a leg injury, but. He's still, he's 164 goals behind Wayne Gretzky for first all time. He's yeah, anyone that, any player that's chasing any of Gretzky's records, um, you're a good player. He's, he's sixth all time in NHL goals. He's one behind Marcel Dion for fifth, which is, I mean, it's insane. So, yeah, 17, um, but obviously he is also getting older. He is not, you know, a young spring chicken like he once was, but he uh, he's still we're lucky to have him play in uh, this generation. Yeah, I feel like he's the type of player that he will play um, either until his body gives out or until he breaks that record. Yeah. Whatever happens first. Um, number 16 Miko Rantanen, right wing. Uh, I don't know what more you can say about this guy. 30 goals, 36 assists in 52 games last year. Excellent player. Uh, Miko Rantanen is on the line, which is one of the best in the league, uh, with Nathan McKinnon and Landeskog, but such a good team uh, and such a good player. So I like Rantanen at 16. He's still very young, 
and he's got a lot of potential to become very good. He's also 6'4 and 215. Kid's a big guy. Big boy. <laughs> yeah, and here's coming up another guy I talked about earlier. Uh, number 15. Say his name, please. Yeah, we got Alexander <laughs> Barkov, who him and Huberto have been absolutely excellent in Florida. Um, so, yeah, I like him. Barkov's another excellent defensive forward, uh, defensive center. Uh, Selkie. Uh, yeah, what you said. I think he won the Selkie trophy, it looks like. Selkie winner, yeah. So, good for him. And, yeah, he looks good on this list. I love that little pause you had in there. Yeah, that's great. pretty. That was pretty good. Hey, that's my. That's that doesn't. That's how you know I'm a pro at this. <laughs> um, where are we at? Number fourteen, Braden Point. So, Braden Point. I I'm just you're just saying the name, and I'm just going. Okay. That, so, no, that's fair. <laughs> I I feel like I'm like just an announcer just calling down the. As they come out the dressing room. Hell yeah. So, Braden Point is one of the best centers in the game. Uh, he absolutely cranks it up in the postseason and goals in playoffs. Uh, led the past two seasons in goals in the playoffs. Uh, and been a p- big part of them winning two Stanley Cups in a row. Uh, not a big player, but he is so good at what he does. And I'm surprised he's not even higher. Um, also, the Lightning have him as such a crazy deal. I think he's getting like six or seven million, um, which is not a lot for how good he is. Yeah, I, um, since you criticized that I was just saying the names, I think that he also could be higher. There, I said something too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13. Um, only the second defenseman in the um, so far in the from twenty four to eleven list. Um, excellent defenseman. El- excellent defenseman. Younger, I do believe. Oh yeah, he's like two years into his career. Uh, Kale McCarr. Maybe I butchered that last name. No, you nailed it. Beautiful. I'm doing good. I'm practicing. Hell yeah. Um, well, you said he was good and stuff. Do you have uh, anything to say about this young defenseman? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12. <laughs> I love that. David Pasternak. Right wing. Yeah. You don't yeah. like him, do you? Well, he's he's a very good player. He just happens to be on a team that's I don't hated in my house, uh, and that's yeah, David Pasternak. But he is a wicked shot. Uh, he had a bit of a down season, but he's still an excellent player, and I'm not surprised to see him this high. Um, <laughs> number number eleven, a player that. Um, in not that actually not that long ago would have been putting him in top ten without question. Yeah, maybe uh, top five. Probably, yeah, probably even top five. 
Sure, I say top ten without question. He's only at eleven, so that's yeah, he's not that good. far out. <laughs> um, but I'm talking about Patrick Kane, right wing. Yes. Um, what do you guys say? Uh, Patrick Kane has got dangles for days, and what a wicked shot! Uh, he can pass the puck like, like very well. <laughs> I don't know yeah. where I was going with that. But uh, no, he's consistently been. Excuse me, oh, one of the best, back. one of the best players uh, on the Blackhawks and in the league. Um, thousand and eighty-eight points in a thousand twenty-nine games for the Blackhawks. That's a great career so far. Oh, and three Stanley Cups. Yeah, just thought you'd throw that in there. Oh yeah, just casually. Um, no. Him and Taze are basically the two players that um, more him, I think, is him now, yeah, is what's keeping Chicago somewhat afloat. Well, and now guys like the Brinkat coming up and being an excellent goal scorers definitely helps, definitely doesn't hurt. But unless if Austin has anything, nope, that's it. And it is time for my stoner statement, and we basically got. Um, I'm just trying to catch Austin the CFL. It's not gonna happen. No NFL. This is a nice little surprise. Didn't expect it. Baseball. Sometimes Austin brings it to my attention, <laughs> and then hockey. I'm so happy it's training camp. Yeah. Everyone here, stay stoned and stay safe. Bye. Yeah.